The following podcast contains spoilers for Via, a South African film that isn't District 9. You have been warned! everybody and welcome back to another kfr news radio um this is uh, uh my name w- in which is glenn my name is jeff J- jamin glenn my last name is jamin <laughs> how you doing everybody <laughs> this is also miguel hello whose also was... name is magusto that... <laughs> <laughs> that was the most clumsy intro you've ever done yeah, and it. i'm here for it <laughs> uh, i loved it uh, how you doing glenn I'm living the dream every day I wake dream. up and it I, I'm not in a dream anymore and it makes me sad. <laughs> <sighs> uh, you are in you are in rare form today, Glenn. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh but uh as you know last week you disappointed me yeah. with the amount of movies you watched. Are you disappointing me again this week? Oh, I absolutely will. Oh god. <laughs> but in a good way. Oh. That's uh-huh. bad. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> What is the beginning of this already? I don't know. I love it though. Keep going. <laughs> um, I did. I did watch one movie. You did see it. You did compliment on it, or not compliment, but commented on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you complimented. I don't know. But uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. But besides that, I watched one other movie. But I did finish a show and got through another episode of a show. So let me just go ahead and just remark on those. I finally finished Bly Manor. Dear mm-hmm. Christ. It was a slow burn because I didn't want to like watch it. <laughs> so same same situation as a uh, haunted um, house or a hill house. They didn't. How do how do I explain this? It didn't. It was more home conflictions than it was like show conflictions. So mm-hmm. like when I go downstairs, you know, the dog wants to fucking play, and like yeah. when I'm trying to watch a show, that's not easy. But I'm trying to watch it with my roommate, mm-hmm. and he doesn't give up. So it's it's tough, but if I were to try to rewatch it again by myself, actually trying to like get a hold of it, I would actually say I like this season a hell of a lot more because it it calmed down all the shit that's going on in the mansion. Like they had so much stuff, they had so many people, so many situations going on. And this mm-hmm. one, it was just like two kids. And like, uh, like four, four people really that were in this mansion, like they were caretakers and stuff like that. So like so it they, was, it they was simplified it down much more condensed. It. And then they kind of pepper some stuff throughout like the, the, the series there or like the, the whole running, but mm-hmm. like the ending, the ending is where it actually, the last two episodes were really good actually. Mm-hmm. And like made it, made it much better for me than the first season altogether. Uh, which is dope. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I actually liked it. I actually watched it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. really have to shit talk on this one. This is good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm still iffy about watching it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would recommend it. Don't Obviously, don't go in high hopes, but I liked yeah. it more than I thought I would, which is good. Yeah, that's um, always good. And then after that, I finally uh, got around. To, I don't remember if I said I watched Mandalorian last week. You did not. to me. I don't think you did on the podcast. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, so, though. so I cranked out three episodes, with it, which they only have three right now. Three episodes of Mandalorian. Uh, the first two, 
they're okay, they're whatever. But the third one is actually pretty decent. Like, actually one of the better ones out of, like, the four that me and Mike actually like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have my problems with it along with, along with Mike, too. But uh, I'm really hoping they, like, step forward as a series instead of, like, taking this filler episode by filler episode, yeah. the journey that they take. And my cousin actually made a comment on it that actually kind of blew my mind in a way. He's like, yeah, man. I mean, because he really, he kind of likes the show. He's not a Star Wars fan or anything. He's just like, yeah, I like it because it's kind of like a cartoon where each episode is just an adventure. Yeah. But I was like, uh, you know what? I, that kind of blows my mind that yeah, you just said that. But yeah. yeah. I, I get that mindset and I have no problem with that mindset. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to live action things that have this, the, the problem with that, uh, thought process is that they already established a plot line throughout the series. It's not like it was, it's just the adventures of Mando. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a continuation of a story, but they go off course so goddamn much. I I, like if there, if there was no, God forbid, no baby Yoda, or they resolved that in the first episode, even a two part episode, I'd be fine with. Yeah. But the problem is that they've created a plot line, they've established a plot line that eventually, hopefully, will be finished, mm-hmm. but then keep going off course. And when you do that with a sh- with a series, you end up with a series like Lost, which, yes, most people love, mm-hmm. but it, it does not have an ending that's nearly as, like, airtight as yeah. it could be, because there's so much bullshit that you fill in with filler episodes. Um, and that's my problem with it. I have no problem... If it's just like episodic, yeah. But you've already established a plot line. Stick to the plot line. Yeah, they've got they've got the whole the whole thing there, and it, I, that's what kills me is like, yeah, it's it is a good show. Like I'll give yeah. it that. But each it's extremely each episode, well made, and I do enjoy watching yeah. it. But it doesn't wow me. Yeah, I've I've gotten shit for what I'm about to say, and I'm sure I'll get it in the future too. Like each episode doesn't feel like in a, an original episode in each way mm-hmm. they're like well nothing's really original anymore I'm like okay but they could try that's, but, uh, that's not true i mean like y- yes everything is essentially yeah either the bible or some shakespearean play yeah like yeah there's sure there's no but you can make it feel original that's the thing but like be, besides all that um it was a good episode uh the first two were give or take um, but I mean, this season's already looking at least a, a little better as long as they mm-hmm. stay the course of like keeping it interesting, keeping it good, even throwing some humor in there like they did the last couple episodes of the first season. Yeah, um, it could it'd be a good show. I'm not looking. I'm not exactly giving high hopes like I did the first one. But yeah, here we are. Yeah, and, here uh, we are. The, the movie that I watched, uh, besides the one we watched uh, together, not in the same room, sadly, but <laughs> uh, was The Founder with Michael Keaton about uh, basically the, air, air quotes, uh, founder of McDonald's, which there is no air quotes there. He actually was, but not the actual technical. Yeah, he was just the he, dickhead who robbed he is, it. Yeah, he stole McDonald's, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um and unfortunately, he stole it legally just because he took advantage of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I enjoy that movie. Um, it's not a movie you really can watch often just because it does kind of piss you off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think everyone's great in it. John Carroll Lynch and, um, oh, God, why am I forgetting his Nick name? Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. They're great as the, the brothers that mm-hmm. had the original. Uh, and then you got Michael Keaton's great, as usual. 
um it's a solid movie i i, I do enjoy it yeah it was it was really funny you messaged me you're like oh the founder huh because you saw that i was watching I'm like yeah they got you're like why are you watching i'm like i'm really hungry for a burger and i'm gonna torture <laughs> myself with this now <laughs> yeah and it's it's not like we're in a pandemic that closes even restaurants that would be open 24 hours yep to to not be 24 hours <laughs> so so like i was i was watching that and uh i mean it, it was really good i mean everybody was great in it i mean you at the end of the movie even during the whole movie you're just like this guy's a fucking dickhead yeah and like it's crazy to sit there and think like this is how we got mcdonald's was one dude one one american man robbing the american dream of two other american men mm-hmm. <laughs> well, welcome everybody yeah. and this is how we know mcdonald's now this huge franchise from just yep. this one dude which, it, I mean, it could have been, it still was going to eventually be a chain of McDonald's, like, burger places. But, like, he he up and brought it to what it is, obviously, now, which is... Absolutely. And it's crazy how much he robbed them mm-hmm. of, like, the chain worth of what it is now. Yeah. Um, but I watched that. That was, that was fantastic. Probably one of the only um, characters to ever rob Patrick Wilson of his lady. <laughs> Think about that for a yeah, second. Yeah, Patrick Wilson's usually the one doing the robbing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so there, there, we, there we go. Besides uh, Vaya, which we watched, uh, Mike, what did you get into, my little baby uh, boy? Oh, I watched a total of 14 movies, including two two rewatches. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I watched was The Dark and the Wicked, uh, which is a horror movie directed by the same gentleman uh, who did The Monster, which we talked about during our spooktacular. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, a lot of the same problems in this is the monster, yeah. uh, where it's it's slow burning but doesn't have a payoff. Uh, it's got fantastic acting. It's an interesting premise, but it just it, it it's missing something. Yeah. Um, it's it's got a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't see why, except for maybe people are just starved for content at this point. True. Um, but it's it's a okay mediocre horror movie in my opinion. But, um, yeah, so that's The Dark and the Wicked. Then I watched a movie with uh, Mark Duplass and uh, Ray Romano called Paddleton. Uh, Mark Duplass, uh, him and his brother, every time they make a movie, his brother usually directs, I believe. Um, It's always improvised. I believe this is one of those improvised movies where they just have, like, scenes and then all the dialogue's improvised. Uh, It's about this guy who's dying of cancer and his neighbor and best friend kind of goes along on the journey with him as he tries to uh, end his own life with um, medical-assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's a really beautiful examination of, like, friendship in, like, a tough situation and everything. Um, it's one of those things where, like, I, I love that he does that where he improvises movies, but I, I feel like they'd be stronger if they were written out. Yeah. Just because, yes, it's realistic and people say okay like ten times a sentence, and that's like real, me. yeah, and, and that's realistic, but it kind of t- detracts from the overall experience. Um, then I watched a movie called Spring, which is directed by the two gentlemen who directed The Endless, which we talked about on the podcast, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a sci fi romance movie about this man who falls in love with like this immortal monster who is most of the time she's human, but if she doesn't keep taking this medicine she becomes a monster and it's it's really cool and interesting i really enjoyed it uh that's spring it's free for everyone on imdb tv uh you don't have to pay anything you'll you'll have to watch it with ads but hey you get to watch a movie for free so yeah if you're complaining about that then 
you're the reason that we have so many subscription services. Exactly. <laughs> uh, then there is, I watched a movie called I See You with uh, Helen Hunt, and um, it is uh, about this. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like two movies in one where it shows the events of the film through Helen Hunt's eyes and her family's eyes, and then halfway through, uh, it feels it feels like this haunted house type movie. Then halfway through you kind of realize why it's like a haunted house and it's not really a haunted house, but I don't want to get into much. Yeah. Without, without spoiling that. it. Yeah. But it's, it's like two movies combined together and it's the same plot. So it is one movie, but it, mm-hmm. it's really cool in how they do that. Um, so I, I, I would suggest that that's on Amazon. Then I watched Shirley with Elizabeth Moss. Uh, it's okay. It's your typical depressed author movie. Um, it's yeah. got some got, got some interesting concepts, and uh, Elizabeth Moss is really great. Then I watched a silent film called The Broken Butterfly. Uh, that's about um, this young woman who falls in love with this man. They conceive a child, as you do, and mm-hmm. without knowing that she's pregnant, he kind of makes the tough decision because he's in love with her, but he makes the tough decision of putting his career first and moving so he can become a uh, uh, a com- music composer. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a really beautiful film. Uh, it's only a, like about an hour long, uh, but it, it's really great. It's 1919 called The Broken Butterfly. It's one of those movies that was lost for a very long time, and then someone just found it in someone's attic. Nice. And I love watching movies like that because it's, it's like, hey, this was almost not a thing. Yeah. Um, then I watched a movie called Greener Grass, which is like this dark comedy. Uh, but before that, I, watched a, I rewatched a movie called Butt Boy. Uh, which I've talked about before. <laughs> which, is, which I still have to watch. It's fucking hilarious. I highly suggest I watched it with my friends, Danny, Alan, and Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they loved it. Uh, then I watched Greener Grass, which is like this weird, surreal, dark comedy um, that is hard to describe. It's kind of like The Stepford Wives, but if The Stepford Wives was made by comedians and really strange and out there and hor- like horrifying in a way. Well, Stepford Wives is horrifying, but... You get what I'm saying. It's 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 funny. I, yeah. I enjoy it. It's uh, got Beck Bennett of uh, SNL, but it's uh, also got uh, Jocelyn DeBoer, who also directed it, and Don Lue- Luba or Lueba. Uh, she also directed it. It's, it's, I, I I suggest it. It's a fun movie. Then I watched Vaya. We'll get to that in a second. Then I watched Wade in the Water, which is the closest movie I've ever seen to my own movie, Eugene versus Humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the entire time I was watching it, I was just like, "Please don't go in the direction I think you're going, because then it makes me look like I stole it." Yeah. And it didn't. It did not go in that direction, thankfully. Um, but it, it's about this uh, guy who was this large man. Um, that's not doesn't have much to do with Eugene versus Humanity, but he's a very <laughs> large man, and he. Uh, was sexually abused as a kid and he finds out this pedophile is shares a, a post office box, box right next to him and then he stalks him and kills him and then his Jeez. daughter his daughter meets him and yeah i'm not gonna get into too much else but, yeah uh then i watched a movie called james versus his future self it's about a guy whose future self comes to time travel and forces him to do different things so his life doesn't suck so much uh, interesting. It was fun. It has um Daniel Stern from Home Alone. That was probably the best part about it. Mm-hmm. Um, then I rewatched The Road, uh, which is phenomenal. I love that movie. And then I watched a movie called The Night Eats the Sky, which or Eats the World. Sorry, The Night Eats the World. 
Uh, and it's a zombie movie, a French zombie movie, but also Norwegian, but it, the entire thing's in English. It's a good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. And then I watched today The Phoenix Incident, which is a found footage alien movie that was okay. You know, the, the it, it was too much overacting, in my opinion, where yeah. the thing that really sells found footage things is realistic acting. And this was just like, oh, I could tell you're acting right now. Um but the concept was interesting. So, you know. It's crazy how many movies you watch. I have no idea what they are. <laughs> or just never have heard of them. <laughs> that's because I'm trying to find things I've never watched before. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's hard to do. But yeah, those are all the movies I watched. Just those those few. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get into some news. Glenn, I have news. Do you have news? I, I do have kind of news. It's, it's kind of not in the way that I should actually say it's news. It's more just rumors. So Okay. Do you want to get into yours first? Uh, it might be the same as, as mine, where it is just rumors, but Mads, M- Mass Mikkelsen is in talks to replace Johnny Depp as Grindelwald mm-hmm. in Fantastic Beasts 3. Uh, I love Mads Mikkelsen. I, yep. As soon as I saw the headline, I sent it to you. Yep, and, directly to me, and I said, yeah. please, dear Lord. <laughs> please, dear Lord. So, And uh, I, I was like, maybe I might actually watch those movies now. Yeah, I mean, they're the, I like them better than the Harry Potter movies because yeah. they're, le- they're less cheesy. And also, it's got the greatest character uh, in all of the Harry Potter um, things, which is standby. It is played by... God, Dan Fogler and the character's name is J- Jacob Kowalski, mm-hmm. and he is by far the best character of any Harry Potter because he's actually got depth. He's yeah. a human; he's not a witch, but he's he's got depth, and and it's not just like one dimensional. But I I love that character. And yeah, you're also kind of like sucked into that world because isn't Caitlin a huge like Harry Potter fan? Yes. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of forced to. I don't have to do that. I, I yeah. think I've only watched look for four Harry Potter movies, and then stopped i think because of jacob kowalski i'm mm-hmm. invested in this if it weren't for jacob kowalski i wouldn't give a shit but i'm yeah. interested in his character especially what happened in the end of uh the second one yeah uh but yeah mass mickelson replacing johnny depp mm-hmm. I, i'm i love that personally yep. I, I do too i love that man and i wish he was in more things uh likewise even though it's not really anybody's fault i don't yeah. think really so um, is that your news or you got it, other news? It was not because yeah. I, I had a feeling you were going to pick that one. Uh, for me, mine is going to be Keanu Reeves' Constantine 2 uh, is happening. Ooh. But like, I don't know why there's not like air quotes. It's it's more like a rumor. Appearing, uh, appearing Jesus Christ, Glenn. Two words of the same, of the same vocabulary you just said twice. Mm-hmm. According to Peter Stormare, uh, who played Lucifer in Constantine, um, apparently it's a thing that's happening. Uh, Peter Stormare is another one of those actors who doesn't get enough work. Yeah, exactly. Um, he says it's happening. I haven't really seen any like actually things that says yes, this is besides like an article that says Peter Stormare said it was, but mm-hmm. like not anybody else. So like anybody out there can correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I I've always wanted this to happen. I loved the first Constantine. Yeah, uh, Keanu Reeves. It might not have been like a lot of people didn't. Uh, well, I, I won't even say that. A good chunk of people didn't like it because it wasn't that related to the DC Comics version of Constantine. Do people not know what the word adaptation means? Yeah, apparently not. It's um, not. It doesn't mean copy and paste. Like I, there was. It's so funny because like on Screen Rant, I've seen like three articles. One about how it's happening. One about how uh, 
fans of Constantine don't want this movie to happen, and then one about fans of Constantine want this movie to happen. Yeah. It's like they cater to everybody, and it's so fucking uh, annoying. Because they, they don't have any guts. Even if, like, even if you were a diehard, like, fan of the Constantine comic books. That movie was fantastic, completely underrated in my mm-hmm. opinion. A lot of people loved it. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. Um, and just seeing uh, obviously they should have done it sooner considering it's 15 years later but I'm I'm hoping they actually do do it. Uh, obviously I would love to see good old Keanu jumping back in as Constantine. Imagine Shia LaBeouf as an angel now. Oh and yeah, what he looks like—the buffest angel in the world. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for for that. If it actually is going to happen, obviously we'll air quotes report on if it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, in the future. So yeah, there there we go. Yeah. Uh, so those are our news little bits for this week. I guess we should get into via. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Via. Three people board the train bound to Johannesburg. Strangers, each in their own mission with a simple task to complete and in search of family to help them. But when they are betrayed by the very people whose protection they sought, they find themselves trapped in the city, invisible and alone. It is directed by Akin Amatoso. Oh, by the way, I apologize beforehand for butchering these names. Uh, it is written by Craig Friedman, Balira Labekang, Anthony Mafella, David Mayoka, Madoda Nathuli, Harriet Perlman, and Robbie Thorpe. It is starring Warren Masamola, uh, Harriet Manamela, Nindisi Shibangu, and Sheila Chaba. Uh, I'm I, I'm struggling so hard. Not as I'm, much as you. But... I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to try most of these names. Yeah. Because I um, don't want to butcher them so bad. It looks terrible. Yeah. It is a, a South African film, as we established in the beginning. Um, and kind of like, it kind of reminded me a bit of movies like Vantage Point and Crash. Yeah, I was where thinking the same thing. it is... A whole bunch of different plot lines that are intertwined more so than it is one fluid film. Um, and I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I, I thought it was a, a solid film with, mm-hmm. with really good acting, um, specifically from the uh, caretaker of the one character's daughter. Mm-hmm. I realize how vague that is. Unfortunately, I don't remember her name and there is no <laughs> images to help us out. Yeah, no, that's a pain in the ass. Holy shit. Yeah. So anyway, there's a caretaker of the one woman's daughter. She's like the one of the ones that she's like the first one that gets lost in the city mm-hmm. where her her ward's mother does not come to pick her up. Uh, so she's like trying to get funds. But she she was incredible, uh, I thought. And it's, especially with, um, you know, 
showing the fear of being a single woman lost in this city that has so many gangs as as it were and and uh but i i, th- I thought this was a great examination of like just how and th- this is this is a universal thing how naive country folk can be when going to the city yeah um and, and it's not something that people in the city should be proud of but like people in cities often take advantage of country folk mm-hmm. um and it's it's shame really because you know you, they're they're just expecting people to treat them with humanity and they just get treated like shit instead. Yeah. They, and when they do get treated with humanity, it's because they were intimidated by a gang member essentially, yeah. uh, which is really depressing and sad and and really universal because it it kind of goes. I mean, you and I both live close enough to Philly where we're not country folk, but we're not city folk either. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have we kind of have both edges. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in between our personality. there. Yeah, we're like, if we go to the city, we can let people not fuck with us. Mm-hmm. But if we go to the country, we know to be polite and, and reserved. So, yeah. um, but what did you think? Uh, I, I definitely liked the aspect of the three different people. Uh, it was all really closely connected. Um, yeah. And, and sh- I think they're all in the final scene. Yeah. So and, that, and that's just sh- how connected it is. Yeah, and they're all obviously all strangers they've never met before besides, like, being on the stream, but they haven't actually officially met. Um, like, characters pass each other and they know each other, like, not know each other, but they, obviously, you'll see them later, which is really cool. Like, you, you get that, I'm like, I just saw that guy. Holy shit, my mind mm-hmm. is blown right now. Uh, that was that was really cool. Like you said, I, I definitely liked uh, the acting in most of it. Um uh, Madoda was a uh, very intimidating guy in there. He and, was the uh, main gang member, right? Yeah. Kind of chubby one. Yeah, he was the, uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you know, the <laughs> one that uh, got, got got shot a lot <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were spoilers anyway, so it didn't really matter. But uh, mm-hmm. I wish I could remember the one dude's name who ended up getting involved with... Uh, the the gang that shot Madoda, Zolani's cousin. Yes, because I know I know Zolani because Zolani is played by uh, Warren Masamola. He's essentially Madoda's uh, rival gang leader. Um, um, Warren Masamola has been in a lot of American movies like The Dark Tower, Eye in the Sky, Machine Gun Preacher. He he's mm-hmm. probably the most well known out of all these actors. Uh, he's in he's in the other South African movie I saw called Five Fingers for Versailles, which is a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he's he's the most well known, and he's a very intimidating guy too. He's oh, yeah. com- completely bald, no eyebrows. Yep. Uh, but Fierce yeah, he's looking his eyes. I forget what his cousin's name is as well. Yeah, uh, and again, I, I like I like his story for sure. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they don't have pictures on IMDb, so it's kind of hard hard for us to to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was Nalanla is the character, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was, he, he was like the perfect epitome where, um, the, the caretaker of the, the girl, she kind of knew that people would fuck with her, mm-hmm. but also was very polite and very country-esque. Yeah. But, Zolani's cousin was like the the archetype of the country folk who mm-hmm. just thinks 
everyone has other people's best interests in mind and aren't trying to take advantage. He was the most naive of them all and got into the most shit mm-hmm. uh, because of it. And it was really heartbreaking. He he had a really heartbreaking plot and, yeah, and from character from line. start to end. Yeah, really did. Yeah. Um, and then of course we have the other the other one, which I'm, again I'm sorry, I should have paid more attention to names, but they're very tough. Yeah, I want to um, say it's Jabu, but I'm not. Again, I'm not sure without pictures. But uh, he, um, he came to the city looking for his uh, his basically his father's body. I guess it, it uh, he died at work. I don't exactly remember what from. I I think he worked in a mine and got crushed in a mine. I I, yeah. I remember that him going to the place, saying he was picking up his father's body, which is weird that you would pick it up in in the place that it died. But I guess that is mm-hmm. normal for uh, South Africa. Um, but yeah, I, I think he was crushed in, in the mine and, and kind of taken out, but, um, his is the only one that I wish kind of had more work with it. Yeah. Um, it was kind more, of more, more connection to like, uh, uh, Madota. Like I wish he, they would have like, there was, there was attempts like he tried to, and then Madota was being the, that force he was. He's like, you need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it turns out Madota was actually, uh, his, I guess half brother. Yeah. 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 Um, because uh, the the father who died uh, was had many wives apparently, yeah. and uh, well at two least families. two, at least two. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I wish they would have had more connection, more ways to try to like, in a way, humanize Madota a little bit um, with that connection between the two. Uh, mm-hmm. That that would have been pretty cool. But I mean, I'm not exactly saying it was bad that they didn't. It was just kind of his his plot line in my opinion, meant the least because he didn't, he was just kind of walking around the city the whole time. I agree. I think, I think if they had him have like a really powerful scene mm-hmm. with Madota, which he might've had, had he not been shot in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's, it felt the most underdeveloped. It f- felt like they were trying to sh- struggle to lengthen it. And they said, Oh, what if, what if this guy just has the same father, but different mother as, Madota. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely felt the most underdeveloped, but, you know, still an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it definitely could have been handled a lot better and, and more fully. Um, but it also, I don't think, detracted too much from the film overall. No, like it, it was fine, but like it didn't it didn't really do much for you, to be honest. Yeah. He, was, he was there. He took some screen time, but it wasn't a waste of your screen time, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then... It more serviced Madota's character than it did yeah. his own, uh, but it was also told from his perspective and not Madota's, mm-hmm. which made it. I don't want to say confusing, but it was definitely just like that's it, kind yeah. of, in a way. <laughs> um, and because if you didn't have that aspect, Madota's character would just be like this guy you you know from other people that he's a bad guy. He kills people. He's been he's been an intimidating like a stance the whole time, but not Mm -hmm. really, he never really showed anything that he did bad. Um, but you just heard from word of mouth that this dude's bad and he looks bad. Yeah. And uh, just, just from the, uh, the guy who kind of takes in the, the child and caretaker in the beginning, just from how he completely changes his tone from you're going to pay me to Mm -hmm. no, don't worry. It's the right thing to do. As soon as he sees Madota was a, uh, great sign yeah. that Madota was a dangerous man. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's it's tough for me to really come up with other things to really say about this. Like it, yeah, same. It, it was a good movie. Um, 
the acting was great. It was good to see a South African film. Uh, like we've only I've only seen maybe two, <laughs> and so like I was good to see another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've seen obviously a couple more than me. I'm not not including Neil Blomkamp movies. I've yeah. only seen one other one. Yeah, uh, but with Neil Blomkamp, which I don't even know if you could call them South African. I'm pretty sure they're shot in South Africa, but they might yeah. be American produced or whatever. Um, but, but uh, I mean, it's 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 kind of tough to really say more about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd agree. It's it's a solid movie. It's kind of in line with with Crash and and uh, uh, Vantage Point, and um, even that one uh, that one Brad Pitt one that I can't think of the name. Ba- Babel. Yeah, that's which it, I haven't seen, you. but I I I know it's like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a solid movie, um, with uh, you know intertwining plots. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. it was kind of just like it was long enough to where like it didn't make you lose interest. Like it's two hours, but it didn't really feel to me at least like two hours long. Yeah, like, it I, felt I like started, a good hour and a half. I started drifting probably at like the hour mark, but then came back in maybe ten, fifteen minutes later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's minuscule compared to how it could have been with a, yeah. a foreign film. So to um, most people who think like oh, two hours is a really long time, it doesn't really feel like it. So that, that's that's yeah. like a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, if if you want to take that as you will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got to say. Yeah, same. Yeah, so that brings us to the judgment. Glenjamin Button, I am going to ask you if this should be on the shelf first. Because I'm torn a bit. Uh, um, obviously, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but I, I want to hear your thoughts before making um, my call. This, this, one, this one's tough. Like, I wasn't in love with this movie. Yeah, but it wasn't a bad movie. Like it was a good movie. I liked the acting in it. Uh, I liked. I I do like the concept of like uh, multiple paths intertwining, um, and stuff like that. But I feel like I don't think it gave me enough there to pr- like procure a, a position on a shelf. Really, mm-hmm. um, like I, I did like it. Yada yada. Like all I just said, but. I don't know. It, it could have had more juice to it, you know. Yeah. More. Not, not how do I say excitement in a way, but you know, yeah. it's not in a bad way. Like it's a good movie. It's not going to waste your time. Like it's definitely a good watch. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like uh, other than that, it's 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 a good movie. Good. Uh, yeah. Good watch. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I I think it's everything you just said. Good movie. Nothing great. Doesn't really stick out. I'll, I'll remember it. But I don't think I'll probably ever watch it again. Uh, having seen another film like Five Fingers from Versailles or Marseille, I know South Africa can bring the heat when it comes to movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that one's just pretty good. It's not great, but like I, I, I know that there are better movies from South Africa out there. Um, so I think I'm going to have to say no at this juncture, but it is a solid movie and I do think people yeah. should check it out. Yeah, like, like I said, it's not a waste of your time. It's a good watch. Like if you want to watch a movie, just like you're just chilling, this is it. But I mean, it's not like a above and beyond movie. Yeah. So Vaya does not make it onto the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Mm. That brings us to our plugs for next week. Glenn Jamin Button. <laughs> yeah, I got a little ghost doll. <laughs> what is your plug for next week? Um, or listen, this week? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug you all what I'm going to watch tonight. Honestly, I'm going to watch Constantine. I don't know what, exactly what platform you can watch that on, <laughs> but I'm going to watch it, and I kind of want you guys to watch it because I'm just so excited about Constantine. Like, I'm not kidding <laughs> when I say I do love it. 
Let me look it up real quick for you guys. It's on HBO Max. I'm sure it's like on Amazon <clears throat> somewhere. You could probably rent it too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. It's Keanu, dude. Another, it's another Keanu. Rachel Weiss and child, yeah. baby child. Oh, child Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rachel Weiss. Oh, she looks so good in this she's my and first she's crush. she's a phenomenal actress. My first crush in Hollywood was, was her. And honestly probably still is uh but <laughs> so, that. so that is constantine you don't know where to watch it but watch it <laughs> yes just uh, stop you know you're going to what if i told you that god and the devil made a wager for the souls of all mankind no direct contact with humans that would be the rule just influence see who would win demons stay in hell angels in heaven they call it the balance i need to see what you see you do this, there's no turning back. You see them. They see you. Understand? Yeah. My plug for this week, uh, there is a fun, new, chaotic sketch show on Netflix called Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Uh, it is a Australian sketch trio, and they probably just took acid and wrote some skits, and that's what this is about. Sounds like um, what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think. They they just got really absurd humor. Yeah. Uh, but if, if you're like me, and I know you like it as well, if you like I Think You Should Leave, Mm-hmm. Uh, you should check this out because this is like I think you should leave on speed, yep. um, which is wonderful. And that is on Netflix. Also, they have a YouTube channel where you can watch a bunch of their old sketches. Uh, so just Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun in general. Auntie Donna's, they're right. great. So that is on Netflix. Great. Who's next? We got to um just. Hang on, Zach. You've gone low res. Oh my god! You. How embarrassing! I'm Did sorry. you have something strange for lunch? Uh, no. I, I just have really poor internet quality at my place. Oh right. Yeah. We can carry on though if you're happy to. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, it usually gets better again pretty quickly. <laughs> We're going on a anything it sounds like a man saying the word creek creek see creaky door satire parody boom and clever wordplay don't worry zach things might be looking kind of glum now but they'll be right as rain in no time jesus christ what is that uh that brings us to our assignment for next week glenjamin button the spooky season has passed. Thanksgiving is upon us this week that this comes out. What is after this week? After Thanksgiving. We have the jingle Cyber jangle Monday. season. Oh, well, that too. <clears throat> but we have the jingle jangle season, which is started by Black Friday, Cyber yep. Monday, and all those other capitalist shrines. Mm. Uh, but I decided we should get into a little Christmas spirit or holiday spirit uh, and watch a film that was nominated for Best Animated Feature last year in the uh, Academy Awards called Klaus. Oh. It is directed by Sergio Pablos and Carlos Martinez Lopez. It is written by Sergio Pablos and... 
uh, Jim Mahoney and Zach Lewis. It is starring the voices of Jason Schwartzman, J.K. Simmons, Rashida Jones, and Will Sasso. And it is a simple act of kindness always sparks another, even in a frozen faraway place. When Smearinsburg new post Smearinsburg's new postman Glenn? Jesper befriends toy maker Klaus. Their gifts melt an age-old feud and deliver a sleigh full of holiday traditions. So I believe it's just a uh, movie about mailmen and, and Santa Claus putting their differences aside for Christmas. <laughs> um, I like the cast. Yeah, I do too. It's it, It's got Norm Macdonald in there too, Joan Cusack, a uh, whole bunch of people. And it was nominated for Best... Uh, Best Animated Feature at the Academy Awards, okay. which I am of the opinion that anyone that is not Disney in those movie in the, in those categories are always better than the Disney counterparts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one ever watches them, so Disney ends up winning. Um, but that is Klaus, and that is on Netflix. That is our assignment for next week. All right. Um, hello, <laughs> Jesper Johansson, Postman. Uh, Mr. Klaus, you have a gift. You were meant for making toys. So I figured if you donate your old toys, I'll deliver them for free. Tonight, I go with you. There's no need for you to come with me, really. Tonight, then. to Mr. Klaus, he'll make his toy. <gasps> Dear Mr. Klaus. Dear Mr. Klaus. Shall we then? Yep. <gasps> Mr. Klaus is the coolest. Klaus? What about me? Ow! What the? Loser! Oh yeah, well if I'm a loser, then you're, you're a, you're a, uh, yeah, too, you're too far, you're gone. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Have yourself a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, remember to social distance and whatnot if you can. And uh, you can check out our website, KeystoneFilmReview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. Review. YouTube, <laughs> Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn Cl- KF Bloob. <laughs> and that will do it <laughs> until next week when we finally get the cats out off our tongues. Mm. So, bye everybody. Bye. Meow. Meow.